Episode 2, In Defense of Honor and Chastity. Beyond the beach line grows a field of tall grass, new waves in the wind like wheat on a hot summer day, waiting to be harvested and blown like chaff in the wind. Spontaneity is a key unlocking the inhibitions of the mind. Let freedom ring in my ears until madness provokes me to write poetry like this. Through the blur of waving heated air, our hero sees a humble home, a gingerbread brown cottage with a four-car garage, swimming pool, and two tennis courts humbly nestles itself amid the serenity of the pines. Slowly and mystically the scene changes to dry, desiccated, and squamous. Creatures lurk in the shadows of the house and now in the shade of large rocks and Joshua trees, bent and crooked, shaped like strange creatures from the mind of a crazed science fiction writer. Apes of incredible size roam the desert in search of humans for slaves. Nuclear fallout deforms all life and makes apes wildly overgrown and minimally intellectual. Evolution begins again. The continuum prevails. Stop nuclear weapons manufacturing! Spells of insanity burn through the mind of one-eyed Popeye as he watches the comic change into tragic, mystically before his eye. The hero takes the call and calls upon the inhabitants of this seemingly quaint abode. The soul and the mind of our hero are at odds with the power of Freud Marx. Communistic madman risks unsurmountable odds against being defeated in these mind games. Stealthily, the thieving pirate approaches the little house on the prairie, knowing that it is just a cover for what lies boiling beneath his feet. He knows the quickest way to battle is the direct approach. The buccaneer bashes his buckler on the open port. A scurrying sound within, much like the sound of Willard's rats. Sense chills up and down his spineless spine. Slowly the door opens, but only an inch or so, just enough to allow another eye to peer at the one-eyed pirate's eye, eye in the other. He speaks. Hi there, smiling his pearly white teeth. I seem to be lost. Could you give me some directions? I don't mean to impose upon you, but... The door opens a little more, just enough for a slender white arm to reach out and grab the silly sailor by his money belt. With a tornado's whirling force, Cyclops is pulled into the cottage. Actually, it is not a cottage at all. 
It is a group of trailer houses with guard dogs out front. Government is a set of rules for fools to break. Democracy is a set of rules made for gods. Freedom rings in every mountain that we climb. Freedom is our mother. Freudian journeys to great escapes for satisfaction of an Oedipus complex. Sex is found in the deserts of Nevada. Men don't go to the mountains. Freud was a fool. Within this mystical mobile home, our hero confronts a virgin venture of vice. A petite little peasant princess has perilously pinned the pursuing pirate to the hay-covered cobblestone floor. After two bottles of champagne, a jar of caviar, and a box of rich crackers, her rapaciously ferocious groping caresses tearing his clothing as she smears her makeup onto his lips. He has no choice but to run her through with his dagger, knife, cutlass, blade. She lies limply oozing blood on top of the relieved semen. He pushes her aside and stands on his feet. The smiling portrait of Stanley Fish hanging above the mantle of the fireplace is the only spectator to see this incident as it should not be seen. Less than cunning Corsair's quick-witted action has proven a sustained attribute as now he has maintained his chastity. His thoughts quickly leave the moaning Lisa, who lies gasping on the ground. I'm not dead yet. She sputters her last breath and dies again. Like Shakespeare's Othello and Desdemona, Romeo and Juliet, only the idiots of today write poetry. See Greek meaning, you big dummies. The main difference between surrealism fiction and realism fiction is that realism tells you directly, but surrealism tells you indirectly. Think about it. Unwinding the ropes that bind the feats of Cyclops, he walks gaily to the kitchen to raid like a masked marauder. The refrigerator. He removes his mask so that he can't eat the fruits of his efforts. Very surreal, I'd say, he mutters to himself as he gazes upon the cornucopia pouring out from the icebox. There are miles of spaghetti, pounds of potatoes, carts of carrots, boxes of bagels with cream cheese, cartons of cabbage patch kids, baskets of biscuits and gravy, tons of turkey, gobs of goose, and cases of white wine. All in that little fridge? Sure it is. Seated at the table preparing to say grace, the bashful buccaneer, at a loss for words, simply says, Amen, and begins to stuff his face. Pausing momentarily to quench his thirst, he raises the chalice of instant milk to say, Oh, sacred cow, 
what those Hindus love best. Thank you for supplying me this nectar. He finishes his meal and exits with a case of white wine strapped over his shoulder for medicinal purposes only, so he says. Onward to take the castle by storm. Meanwhile, Freud in his laboratory devilishly devises the death of his opponent. He is hunched over his reference books like the hunchback of Notre Dame and Merlin the magician. What do you get? A communist fiend. He calculates the proper operant conditioning that will control the appropriate stimuli, thus leading to desired behaviors, lust and greed. A little trick he learned from one of his comrades in Russia. hero and friend of Daring Do. What treacherous plan is he planning to break the virtuous valley? What scheme will be skimmed off of the waters of the wizard's slimy mind? Well, whatever takes place, it will certainly be bad, but it will also be good. People everywhere will read about bad things they never need to do them because they have thought them. It's true. We don't go around trying to kill the roadrunner like Wile E. Coyote. However accumulated, it can be damaging to your mental health. America is overcrowded with grimy little monsters who have begun to suffer from an overdose of cartoons. Visual experiences risk possible exposure and like Polaroid film. They change from mystic fantasy world to living color before your eyes. Some things in nature change from something very awkward and ugly to something very graceful and beautiful. What changes will take place for a cyclops? This has been In Defense of Honor and Chastity. Thank you for listening. I am Michael.